This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this this is Work of Tomorrow on Business Radio. Here's your host, Christian Tervish. Welcome to Work of Tomorrow on Business Radio. I'm your host, Christian Tervish, and we're here for you every Monday night at 5 p.m. Eastern, followed by replays throughout the week. Now, the purpose of my show is to explore how work will change in times of globalization and digitization. I want to understand the work of tomorrow. Sixty years ago, the first Hyatt opened near the LA airport. Today, Hyatt Hotels employs uh, close to 100,000 employees and has uh, some 600 properties around the globe. Contrast this with HomeAway or Airbnb. Vacation rentals have been around forever, but powered by the Internet, these platforms have now changed the hospitality industry. Today, anybody with an empty room can become a lodging manager, and you can now rent anything from a fancy island to a house down the street from me in suburban Philadelphia. So what I want to understand is uh, the hospitality business of the future. To help us understand this topic, I have two wonderful guests. In the first half of the show, I will be chatting with Stephen Dominguez, Vice President of Global Brands for Hyatt Place and Hyatt House. And then in the second half of the show, I will talk with Jeff Hurst, the Chief Commercial Officer at HomeAway. At this point, welcome, Stephen. Hey, Christian. Hey, Stephen. If uh, I could offer you a week off and uh, you could go to any of the Hyatt, Hyatt Place, Hyatt House properties around the world for a week, where would you go? Gosh, uh, one of my favorites is in Seattle. We've got a Hyatt house there that's literally in the shadow of the Space Needle. I stayed there with my family when we moved here three years ago, and uh, that would probably be uh, in the top top few for sure. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit more about Hyatt Place and Hyatt House. I mean, we're all familiar with the Hyatt Hotels. Uh, just help us understand the demarcation line a little bit. Sure. So Hyatt Place and Hyatt House are our select service brands within the Hyatt portfolio. And by select service, uh, we mean that we give you everything that you need, nothing that you don't. Um, so smaller hotels, generally around 130 rooms versus larger full-service hotels, uh, wouldn't offer amenities such as a concierge or valet. Uh, but does offer a host who can do everything for you and has a uh, host of of things that they do for our guests uh, and a number of amenities that uh, we think our guests are are really interested in. Give us a sense of the scale of the operation, maybe maybe both for the Hyatt and then the Hyatt Place product line. Um, How many properties and uh, how many many rooms in a typical property? Just just a rough overview of how how big these entities are and, and relative to each other. Of course. So between the two brands, there's roughly 400, just under 400 hotels globally. Most of those are with the Hyatt Place brand. We've got about 290 hotels uh, with the Hyatt Place brand. Most of those hotels are in the, the U.S. We've got a number of properties internationally as well. Uh, Hyatt House, our extended stay brand, that's uh, the brand that has apartment-style uh, accommodations with kitchens, uh, has closer to 85 properties globally. Uh, and so we're in roughly 20 markets internationally, um, fast-growing brands within the Hyatt portfolio. So like the overall industry, the select service category is the fastest growing. And uh, our brands, Hyatt Place and Hyatt Gra- House, are particularly growing in urban markets and internationally. So we've opened um, over 50 properties the last two years, and we'll open another 30 or so this coming year in 2018. So let's talk a little bit about work and, and jobs. So imagine, uh, I, I'm inspired by your opening comments. I want to 
go to the higher place in Seattle, uh, one book the place for a week. Um, what type of human labor is involved between me making that decision and now going on your website and booking it towards checking in, staying there, checking out, the room being turned around? Uh, what type of labor, what type of professions are involved in making that experience possible? Uh, specific to the reservation, or or just sort of generally the, the, the whole uh, the whole, the whole journey. I guess uh, there's the a I, I guess the whole journey. The, there's a front end part, but right? it's just getting the reservation uh, from from me deciding to me showing up. Then the I would imagine the most labor intense is the actual stay, where there's a certain you know there's a certain housekeeping involved, course, security. Right. Uh, the, let's maybe start with the booking part. How how much how much human labor is there involved if I go on the internet? Uh, and, and book a room. Is, is, is everything automated or is there still something that re requires management intervention, so to say? Well, certainly you can book direct, right? So you can certainly just go on to Hyatt.com. Um, there's a lot of advantages, actually, to booking direct and simply select the property that you're interested in and book a, a reservation that way. Uh, on the back end, uh, it's pretty automated. Uh, that reservation system is... Uh, servicing our whole system, including Hyatt Place and Hyatt House Hotels. If your preference is to speak to somebody to make a reservation, we've got a call center that can accommodate you there. Um, you can certainly walk up to any of the hotels and make a reservation in person as well. But uh, Hyatt.com is, is by and large the primary engine. Um, and the experience behind that um, certainly involves a digital team that that supports Hyatt.com and, and that reservation system ongoing. Uh, there's, of course, the staff at the hotel. The hotels that we're talking about, Hyatt Place and Hyatt House, have a pretty lean staffing model. Uh, and, uh, and so there's roughly, uh, on average, about 30 or so um, staff members that you would have uh, on the entire payroll at one of the hotels. But uh, the experience on site from from beginning to, to walking in the door is something that's that's been designed by a team here uh, at our corporate office, and um, and we bring to life with the help of our owners and our management companies at each each property that we have around the world. So uh, let's then so let's move forward then to my hotel stay. So you said a staff of thirty. A typical Hyatt uh, place is uh, one hundred thirty beds. You said roughly one hundred thirty rooms. Roughly. That's right. So thirty yeah, staff. Yeah, So thirty staff supporting one hundred thirty rooms. Uh, how how does that staff to room ratio compare to the more traditional hired hotel? You know, I, I couldn't tell you what the ratio is specifically. Certainly, a larger full service hotel would have a bigger staff, um, but it's pretty. It's pretty uh, holistic and it's pretty lean. Again, what you would find at a Hyatt Place or Hyatt House hotel is the person that was checking you in, we call them gallery hosts, is sort of a, a multitasking person that will not only check you in, but if you're checking in late at night, they can prepare a meal for you. If you've forgotten something, you can request something, say a shaver, a toothbrush through our borrows program, and that person will bring it up to your room. Um, so we train people to multitask, whether it be to assist at the front desk or otherwise with guest needs. And we find that our guests really like that because they feel like they have more one-stop shopping uh, with that person. Uh, of course, there's different individual roles in the hotel, engineering, helping out with all of the technical aspects. We've got housekeeping. Uh, we've got folks that focus more front desk. Um, 
but it's a pretty lean and, and multitasking model overall. Is there still, I mean, we all remember those days when you were actually checking out of a hotel, right? And now you explain someone you're checking out, and that sounds like really weird. Uh, so checkout got replaced with basically you just dropped the key card somewhere in a box. Uh, but uh, it's check-in is still there, or are we at a time where you basically, you, I mean, you have uh, you have your app, and so you have basically all you need is identifying that the person either through a code, through a fingerprint, through a facial, um, it, it, there's still a check-in, so to say. Sure, there's there's uh, still a check-in process. Um, it's designed so that it can be uh, chosen by our guests whether they want to do an express check-in and uh, do it in a more convenient way that, that may be less involved or if you want to simply walk up and um, have more interaction with the gallery host, you can do that. Uh, like a lot of companies, we are working through keyless check-in and different technologies that will take that uh, preference, our guest preferences, even further. Uh, but yeah, you've got uh, a number of ways that you can check in on the front end. And then if, if you look at the labor minutes per stay, again, I'm, I'm an operations person, so I always love to think about productivity. Um, for a regular guest, is, is, is the most labor-intense part the actual housekeeping and the room turnover? The most labor-intense part of the stay, well, certainly um, housekeeping is is one piece of it. Um, it's probably the, the most um, time-intensive piece, I think, directed to a particular guest stay, but you know, there's, there's other aspects of it, whether it be uh, assisting with breakfast. At our hotels, we offer a complimentary hot breakfast, and so there's um, staff that are preparing the breakfast and assisting in the morning. Um, depending on what your needs may be, they may assist you with other aspects. They can help you with directions or help you with other questions you may have for the location that you're at. And so depending on what your needs may be, there may be other interaction. But housekeeping is generally about a 15 to 20-minute a 15 to 20 minute labor exercise per guest room and uh, that would probably be the most involved aspect of it. In case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Work of Tomorrow here on Business Radio. I'm your host Christian Tevish and I'm chatting with Stephen Dominguez. Stephen is the Vice President of Global Brands for Hired Place and Hired House and we're talking about how work is changing in hotels and I have a really mean question at this point, Stephen. Sorry, I couldn't resist, but uh, could could you turn a room around? I mean, uh, could, 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 could I throw you in a, in, into a room of, of a typical guest who just checked out and just kind of get, get this in a, in a good state again? It's, it's a hard job, I guess. Oh, it's a very difficult job, and actually, I have tried that job. <laughs> part of uh, part of immersing in the brand and understanding all the various aspects of our hotel experience involve uh, working at our hotels, including uh, including working in housekeeping. I can tell you, I'm I'm not very good at it. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's a very difficult uh, a very difficult job that involves uh, a lot of care and um, hard work. Is that something that has changed over the last 20 years we we talk a lot about technology and and i mean clearly the aspects of booking revenue management uh, all the kind of the things that are happening now in the cloud so to say all that work has changed but has there been major change in housekeeping or is that something that is is just too hard to push forward in terms of productivity well i think that hospitality is a, is an age-old industry and uh, i think that taking time to to have a clean room that people can count on is, is probably something that hasn't changed a whole lot, although I think our rooms are, are particularly efficient and we're always looking for ways to um, evolve the experience. 
Um, so we've done that through surfaces that remain easier to clean um, and that feel from a guest perspective to be so. Um, but, uh, you know, certainly the, the notion of, of having to still go in and ensure that a guest can count on that reliability and that experience that they're looking for um, is something I think that, that has largely remained unchanged. So there is no fleet of Roomba vacuum robots that are kind of crawling through guest rooms. I mean, it's basically still the good old way. It is, um, and we we are uh, experimenting with those technologies as well. There's there's different ways that you can um, make that room cleaning experience more efficient. Um, I think what's you know interesting is that while our experience continues to evolve, our brands uh, Hyatt Place and Hyatt House specifically were really born out of guest needs, and so they're about roughly 10 years, uh, just at 11 years old, and they were designed with guest needs in mind. And so from our rooms, for example, at Hyatt Place uh, that offer really distinct zones that our customers are looking for, and at Hyatt House, the apartment-style living that really uh, helps them uh, to have better extended stay experiences, uh, the room experience all the way through has designed uh, really been designed with the guest in mind to be seamless. And um, and so that frictionless experience that we think our guests are looking for ultimately to make their stays successful and productive is something that has evolved, but it's also something that um, we think is, is really uh, true to what people are generally looking for these days for, for most stay occasions. So you mentioned that uh, trend select services and the more minimalistic is a harsh word, right? But, but, but the lower touch, maybe guest experience. How long has this trend been going on? Well, select service hotels were really born in the late 80s uh, through a lot of conjoint work. And so it was one of really the first industries that utilized that sort of research to really understand, again, the things that guests truly felt were important and the things that were nice to have versus need to have. So the category has been around uh, for over 30 years, our hotels benefit from being younger within the category. Uh, but it's really interesting because, again, it's a category that was that was born out of guest needs, and our brands are, are true to that. Is that something that you see as a trend going even further minimalistic in the sense that you get from that ratio of 30 staff for 130 rooms down to five or ten. I mean, I, I think a, a couple of us, is, I think especially the European hotel chains, have gotten very aggressive on that, that front. Or is that then, uh, are you then entering a totally different market segment? Well, I think you can enter a, a different market segment that's more lifestyle oriented. Uh, there's brands that, that have taken that lean staffing model to the extreme, and I think they find a market segment that, that actually likes that, that really doesn't really want uh, any high touch or any touch at all. Uh, we, we feel like we're kind of a nice medium where we offer our guests that uh, service if they need it. But if they don't, if they want an unobtrusive stay, they can have that stay experience as well. We know that our guests are really ambitious. They're productive. They're looking to have uh, productive stays, whether it's business or leisure. And so they enjoy the fact that our hotels are easy in, easy out. They're smaller hotels where you can get to your room really, fairly quickly. Um, again, uh, we offer a complimentary breakfast so you can get out the door in the morning uh, on your time in a way that you can count on. And so you remain largely in control of your experience. And it's through a brand that you can trust. And so they have the reliability of the Hyatt brand, uh, which gives them 
that confidence that they'll have a stay occasion that they can that they can count on. Um, we I think it's interesting for our brands. We aren't confused that it's about the stay experience in and of itself. We understand and get the fact that our guests are really trying to have a productive trip otherwise outside of the hotel. So the hotel is really designed to enable that productivity uh, for their experience, however they choose to uh, to make that happen. So we talked about the housekeeping. Uh, another job, I mean, you mentioned the, the breakfast a moment ago the, is, is a kitchen, clearly. Um, so do you see typically the customer experience be driven holistically by jobs performed within Hyatt or within that company? Or could you imagine the hotel become more of a platform where people just order Uber Eats and uh, the, basically you provide a space for the, the eating experience, but you just delegate the uh, the actual food preparation to the open market? Yeah, I think uh, it's all about the and, right? So while some guests would prefer and do today choose to order through Grubhub or Uber Eats or whatever it might be, and they can do that, and there's community space in the lobby that enables them to enjoy a meal with others or to do so in the room, and they're doing that, um, they also have the option of enjoying a drink with a colleague or a friend they may be staying with and have a shareable meal. In fact, we redesigned our whole F&B experience this past year, a dis- you know, really designed around that on-the-go experience that our guests have. So while it utilizes quick-cook technology and different uh, ways that make it pretty efficient in the back end, um, it really gives the guest the option of either choosing to have uh, a bite and a drink at the hotel or order in, whichever they would prefer. So if you think about the last 10, 15 years, I mean, you mentioned select services have been around for since the 80s. What do you see as a new trend? I mean, what's going to be the next big trend in uh, the hotel industry for, for as far as you're concerned? Yeah, well, certainly there's a lot of uh, factors that are affecting the industry. So there's shared economy players, such as Airbnb and others. It sounds like you'll be speaking with a, a counterpart that works in that space. Uh, Traditional competition continues to evolve and to improve. Um, so there are different facets that are affecting the industry, uh, not the least of which is online travel agencies as well. And so while there are a lot of dynamics that are affecting disintermediation, uh, we think our relationships are ultimately uh, most important and maintained through the humanity that we offer. And so while technology will continue to be part of what we uh, utilize to extend hospitality to our guests in the way that they prefer and will continue to evolve to meet their needs. Uh, Hyatt in particular is focused on humanity through our purpose, which is to care for our guests so they can be their best. Um, we feel that we have the scale globally to offer stays to our guests wherever they might be, but are still small enough to really cater to the service that we think guests still look for in our hotels. So. Humanity, I think, will continue to be primary in a world where we continue to look for technology gains and efficiencies, some of which we'll continue to utilize, um, and differentiation, I think, uh, within those hotel experiences, whether they be local or particular to our brands. Uh, Our brands focus particularly, again, on keeping our guests productive. Um, Those will continue to be important measures as well. So it's interesting that you emphasize the, kind of the human aspects of the re- uh, relationship and that not going away in the hospitality industry. Um, let's dive maybe a little bit more into the actual cost structure. If I'm thinking about uh, 
the room turnaround, which you mentioned, is about kind of 15 minutes of work at make it $15 an hour on the high end. So there seems to be like in, when I book a hotel room for a night, I'm spending about order of magnitude $3, $3.50 on the room turnaround. Uh, how is the capital, how is the cost structure between the capital of, of, of owning the properties, managing the property versus the more variable cost items such as providing meals and cleaning rooms? How, how has that cost structure changed over the last years? How has the, the cost structure changed? I think that generally speaking, our owners find that uh, similar to our guests, that our hotels are a, a good value, that they're a wise investment. So. Our guests feel that our hotels are a good value because, again, we offer everything that they need, nothing that they don't. They feel that they're making a smart choice in staying at our hotels. Um, they get a great stay occasion, enabling them to achieve what they want at a good price. And similarly, our owners are looking to invest in select service because they feel that the overall investment is less than it would be for a larger-scale hotel, and they feel that uh, that money can turn more quickly as construction is accomplished uh, more quickly, so their money is put to work more quickly. Um, and so for our owners, it's a wise investment as well in that they can place uh, more numerous, smaller capital investment bets, so to speak, and get their money turning more quickly at a higher uh, level of efficiency. So it's turned, to be, turned out to be a, a good investment for our owners as well. I think what they're also looking for are brands like Hyatt Place and Hyatt House that are trusted with a high-quality experience that, that our guests are looking for, um, particularly since the variability of, of stay occasions can be quite broad. So that's something that remains um, important to our owners as well. So that's interesting what you mentioned about these capital turns. So if, uh, can, can you make this a little bit more concrete with an example of opening a facility with, under the select services paradigm versus a traditional kind of full-fledged, full, full kind of amenities type of hotel? Uh, can you get, just give us an illustration of how those two would differ in terms of planning and construction timelines? Christian, is there going to be a quiz at the end of this interview? Uh, this is a university after all. The, I have good, the good news for you, you will, will not have to take that request because I'm asking you these nasty questions now, but the students it's, will it's, have to it's be. It's taking me back to my MBA program, Christian. I, I feel like I'm in, in Sorry for bringing class, back. Uh, that, that's me. That's my, the, your worst memories come back. Uh, so to repeat the question and making sure that you're not getting out here easily, um, so just walk me through a comparison between tr creating a traditional hotel design permit, uh, then just the whole construction phase, the training b before you're making the first dollar in revenue, and explain me that wh where is the difference, where is the advantage of having a select services hotel, which you mentioned the capital turns faster, where it, it comes faster to Sure, to it's, the it's first pretty dollar. simple, right? So uh, with the full-service hotel that can run upwards of, let's say, 300 rooms plus, it's a larger-scale project, larger-scale project with a larger investment. So it could run upwards of $60 million plus. Um, longer planning cycle, longer construction cost, longer uh, timeline to get that hotel up and running. With the select service hotel, you're looking at a scale of, say, one-third of that. So it might be a $20 million capital investment on perhaps uh, a project timeline that would be probably half that of a full-service counterpart. And so it's a, a smaller bet, as I mentioned earlier, on the scale of, say, one to three versus a full-service hotel, uh, a construction timeline that would run roughly half that, a full-service counterpart, 
and running again at a higher efficiency level. So your operating margins would be higher on the select side given the lean staffing model. So all of those things combined to make it a smart investment for owners. And that's part of the reason that the category, again, has been the fastest growing uh, one within the industry. We talked uh, briefly uh, about the idea of, of, of HomeAway or Airbnb, with uh, my second guest is going to represent. Um, so if I think about that trend that you just mentioned, isn't that basically the, the HomeAway, the Airbnb, the extreme version of the trend, very small, very minimal, uh, and then basically the market is basically taking care of the betting. You don't have to plan where to next put the next property. You just basically look what the market bears. How do you how do you think about this competition, or do you just view it as right. a different category? It's actually a very different stay occasion, uh, I believe. So um, we know that our travelers have different mindsets when they travel. So I'm married, uh, father of three, and so. When I'm traveling with my family on a leisure trip, I have a particular mindset um, that's associated with that stay occasion. If, however, I'm traveling by myself on business during the week, uh, it's a different mindset. And if I'm yet, again, traveling with my wife alone uh, for a getaway, um, that would still be yet another mindset. And so at Hyatt, we really try to understand our guests, that humanity and understanding and empathizing with them is first and foremost. And we know that uh, what really our guests care about ultimately is trust. They want a high-quality stay. Uh, sometimes you might be adventurous. You want to go to a particular location. You want to really experience the locale. You may want to stay at somebody's house and, and get that person's uh, particular guidance locally. And so I think for those types of stay occasions, uh, an Airbnb makes great sense. And then for other stay occasions, let's say if I'm traveling on business midweek, I'm looking to have a real frictionless experience. I'm looking to be productive, get in and out. I want a brand that I can trust, an experience that's reliable. And so for us, um, again, the Hyatt brand really provides that reliability that our unique upscale guests are looking for, Hyatt Place and Hyatt House within that overall uh, umbrella of reliability offer a seamless stay occasion that enables them to be productive for uh, for their particular trips, whether they be business or leisure. Um, so while Airbnb, I think, and other shared economy players play a role in that, uh, I think that they um, they still offer a variability and perhaps uh, a quality disadvantage that our guests are aware of and um, continues to bring them back to brands like Hyatt. Says Stephen Dominguez, the Vice President of Global Brands for Hyatt Place and Hyatt House. Thank you, Stephen. We need to take a short break right now. When we come back, I will welcome our second guest, uh, Jeff Hurst. Jeff is the Chief Commercial Officer at HomeAway. You're listening to Work of Tomorrow. I'm Christian Tevish, and this is Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School on Sirius XM. We'll be right back. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 